Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that fills us with joy, that transforms us into the image of your Son. Lord, we pray that you would continue to open your word to us as we look into your word this morning. We're looking at Psalm 74 this morning. It's uh, quite a lengthy psalm. Uh, it's about 23 verses, so we'll just read a few excerpts from, the, uh, from this psalm. And uh, we'll, uh, sh uh, I'll share with you some uh, of my reflections. Psalm 74, starting with verse 1, it says, O God, why do you cast off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Re remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your heritage. Remember Mount Zion, where you have dwelt. Direct your steps to the perpetual ruins. The enemy has destroyed everything in the sanctuary. Verse 10. How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the fold of your garment and destroy them. Yet God, my King, is from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the sea monsters on the waters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You split open springs and brooks. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You have established the heavenly lights and the sun. You have fixed all boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Verse 21, Let not the downtrodden turn back in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the foolish scoff at you all the day. Do not forget the clamor of your foes, the uproar of those who rise against you, which, come, which goes up continually. Lately, I've been watching a very old TV series entitled Combat. I remember watching this as a kid, and it brings back uh, amazing memories uh, of watching this together with, uh, with family and with friends. What I like about it is it brings good memories, but uh, the, the thing I really like about this is each episode ends and ends well. So each episode is separate from each other. You don't have to follow the next episode. But the highlight is it always ends well. Unlike today's TV series, you have to look for a feel-good ending in a lot of the episodes. But our life, our episodes in life, our challenges and dramas don't end at the end of the day. Like the psalmist's life, the psalm does not end with a resolution nor victory. It is a psalm that starts with pain, with concerns, frustrations, and ends without an answer. How many of us have a collection of unanswered questions? Just like our, our life episodes, they may not end now, they may end later or even longer, but we can always end well. 
At the end of the day, we can be thankful, we can be peaceful and in faith for tomorrow all over again. Psalm 74 is definitely not one of anyone's favorite psalms. It speaks of loss, humiliation, and suffering. It starts with it and ends with it as well. And uh, when we look into it, we find out that the psalmist situation, the temple of God has been destroyed. The psalmist connects the, the, the destruction of the temple with the anger of God. So in his picture, uh, the psalmist, the Lord is angry. He's saying, the Lord, you're no longer with us. I no longer have your presence. Our enemies, and he says, your enemies have destroyed your house, the place of your presence. It's such a sad reality to the psalmist because they no longer have a place to go to to feel close to God. They no longer have a, a place to go to to talk to God. Uh, uh, the, the, the presence of God was associated and, uh, with the temple. So now that it's destroyed, they have no place to go to. They feel like God has left and that God has abandoned them. In the advent of Christ today, we have the presence of God anywhere and anytime. Yet sadly, sometimes we take the presence of God for granted. We forget that God is always there. We forget that we can call on God anytime and anywhere, despite of and in spite of the situations we face. Then the psalmist continues, says, Our enemies have destroyed your place. Because they've destroyed your place, they've destroyed our lives, the psalmist is saying, because uh, they're, 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 uh, the, the, the presence of God or the temple of God was a place where their life revolved around. And now that it's destroyed, even their life is destroyed. The psalmist said, we don't know how long this will be. There's no more prophets. No more, no more people proclaiming the word of God. No more people declaring the word of God. They, uh, uh, it, they don't know what the plans of God uh, are. They don't know what God's about to do. They don't know how long this will take. And I'm sure many of us are in a place like that. It's so, uh, what you call it, un uncomfortable. It's so disconcerting when you realize or when you feel like you don't know how long the challenge may last. And uh, when this pandemic started, we thought the, the lockdown was going to be one month or two weeks. Then it just kept extending. Today, we're, we're, we're what? Uh, several months from the beginning of the lockdown and there's no clear end in sight. Some days it looks like it's about to end. Some days it looks like it's just getting worse. It's not very, uh, it's not very comfortable. It's, it's, it doesn't uh, uh, breed hope. It doesn't encourage hope when you don't know how long the challenge may last. The psalmist is desperate, he's hopeless, and in his pain. And some of us could be just as hopeless and struggling with doubt today. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us have lost things we've worked uh, very hard for. I, I, I feel for people who've lost their homes because they can no longer pay it who've lost their businesses that provide, that used to provide for their families. Some are in debt beyond what they, can, what they can feel like they can get out of. Some are overwhelmed with, with the situation they're facing. In other words, many are in, are in pain and in help, uh, helpless. Some are angry, but most are hopeless. 
As I kept reading the psalm, I began to see something in the psalmist. At first, when I read the psalm, I said, how do you, how do you preach about this? How do you teach this? <clears throat> it's very discouraging. It starts with pain, it ends with pain, and there seems to be no hope. But the psalmist, in his pain and in his hopelessness, he did not walk away from God. He could have. He had probably all the reasons to walk away from God. He didn't have answers. He, has, he was full of doubt. And he was in a lot of pain. Yet he kept going to God. In the midst of his pain, he continued to converse with God. He continued to bring his hopelessness. He continued to bring his doubt. He continued to bring his questions to God. I realized that the psalmist was growing in faith in the midst of this trial. In the beginning, when the, when, 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 when the crisis hit, he, his, his faith probably waned. His faith was challenged and it was probably getting weak and getting full of doubts. But as he kept on walking, I began to see that he was committed to going to God, that he was committed to pursuing God, that his faith, I believe, kept growing. So let us look at his faith that we may grow in faith as well, whatever situation we may be in. So let's look at Asaph and what he says. The first, Asaph had faith in the love of God. In the midst of his trial and hopelessness, he says this in verse 12. Yet God, my king, is from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. In the midst of his feeling abandoned, he tells himself, and he tells himself, God is at work. God is working out salvation. He's telling anyone who was willing to listen and willing to read this psalm, God is working out salvation from the very beginning of time to his point in time. God is working out salvation. God is the only one who has been in charge and has been working out salvation from the very beginning. God has seen the worst of man time and time again, yet he's still working out man's salvation. God's love for his creation has not waned, has not changed, and continues to be true. He has not abandoned you or will never abandon anyone. Your situation may be dim right now, but God continues to work out salvation. He has not and will not abandon you. Secondly, faith in the midst of doubt. Verse 8, they said to themselves, we will utterly subdue them. They burned all the meeting places of God in the land. This is, this is the psalmist. Describing the situation and describing what the enemies of God and their enemies have done. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet. There is none among us who knows how long. How long, O oh God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the fold of your garment and destroy them. The psalmist is bewildered. He cannot understand why things are happening, happening the way it is. He cannot understand that God seems to be silent. He's asking God, remove your hands from the pockets of your cloak so that you can do something and destroy the enemies. 
He probably has a lot of questions without answers. Why this? Why that? Why now? Why not now? I could imagine the psalmist rattling off one question after the other, almost, uh, almost in machine gun pace. He's probably getting, uh, uh, losing his breath, getting, uh, uh, his breath is being challenged with how many questions he's just rattling off because he cannot understand what's happening and he cannot get answers to his questions. Yet, interestingly, the psalmist keeps going to God. He keeps conversing to God. He does not let go of God. See, friends, the, uh, the, the blessing of serving the God that we serve is we can be honest from our hearts and express our concerns and our frustrations. And if we don't let go, we will find faith in God. I could imagine the question just one. Para, para ang kulit nito. One question after, the, after another. Interestingly, God doesn't get angry about the questions. Friends, unanswered questions do not prove there is no God. They do not prove God does not care. Most especially, it does not prove that God is not doing anything. It may be waning faith. It may be very small faith. It may even be a, a, a faith that's about to fall. Yet it is faith that goes to God and the psalmist keeps going, holding on to God. Faith when all you have are questions and no answers. Lastly, faith in the midst of waiting. Verse 21 says, Let not the downtrodden Turn back in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. The psalmist in the midst of his struggles, his pains, his doubts, his poverty, his lack, he declares and he tells others, praise his name. Praise God. In the midst of a loss, praise his name. In the midst of this struggle, praise his name. In the midst of poverty, praise his name. The psalmist is saying, praise his name, praise his name. You want to build faith in this difficult time? Praise Him. Praise His name. He is worthy of praise. Friends, we probably have heard it said, and we probably said it to others and to ourselves as well. In times like this, we have to have faith in God. We probably told others, have faith in God, trust God. We've probably been told by others in the midst of our own difficulties, trust God, have faith in God, go to God. And I, I, I want to second that and I want to emphasize that in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of this difficulty, have faith in God, go to God. But I also want to highlight something that sometimes or many times we forget that the psalmist had to trust God, but he also had to entrust to God his questions, his confusion, his struggles, and his pain. Many times we embrace the, the call to trust God, but we fail to let go of the burden and the weight to find solutions, to make things happen. 
Today is a time to trust God and to entrust to God, just like the psalmist did, to entrust to God his painful present and to entrust to God his seemingly hopeless future. Friends, I encourage you, trust God and entrust to God your concerns, your future, and your life. Things may seem out of control, but God is always in charge. You may not find answers to your questions, but friends, God has all the answers, whether you know it or not. Whether you find it or not, God is working out the answers. You may feel alone in the most trying times, but God will never leave you or forsake you. Your doubt may be the loudest voice in your life right now, but God's word will always overcome anything, no matter the doubts we have. You may be in your most hopeless situation, yet it is time to trust and entrust our life, our future, our hope on God who works out and continues to work out salvation no matter the cost, even for His one and only Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we thank You, Lord God, that we can trust you even in the midst of great difficulty and challenges. And Lord, today we make a slight adjustment that as we trust you, we also take these concerns, take the burden, take the challenges, and we entrust them to you that you work out salvation today and forever. We entrust our present and our future to you. We entrust our life and our family to you. We entrust our nation to you. We entrust everything to you. For you are worthy and we choose instead to praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us spend some time praising the name of God again.
I pray that you will have a blessed week, blessed month, and blessed years ahead because God is always in charge. Let me speak this blessing to all of you again. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.